0: Hello, welcome. It's been a while since uh, the podcast has been alive. We've we've, uh, been on a bit of a hiatus, uh, an unfortunate one at that. And now with all the uh, impending doom around the coronavirus or COVID-19, the world's gone into a little bit of a craze and our lives are as busy as ever. So we wanted to get together today and just talk some absolute shit just to lighten the mood a little bit, because everything is a little too tense right now. So we want to want to talk it up. It's just James here. Um, Dave, I'm going to try and get him on one of those online calls in just a second. Got all the gear set up and we're going to pray that it goes all smoothly. Hey. Let's give him a call, shall we? This is James and Dave for Static. Now, we have Dave on the other end of the line uh, after all those weird and wonderful amazing dial-up <laughs> sounds that I had to YouTube. Um, <laughs> but I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the announcements from SCOMA and the Australian government that have gone down in the last couple of days and specifically around the National Press Club that is attending. And it's definitely like a school in the fact there's like, you know, they they all know each other it's a teacher telling everyone to calm down because little Johnny in the corner hasn't had a question yet. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I, but... it makes me think about anyone that loves conspiracies would just get right on that in the fact that they all know each other's names.
1: Well, that's it. Like, it's so, like, almost scripted in a way. Like, they all have questions and they're all pretty, like, legitimate questions and pretty well thought out. But yeah, like you could definitely say like there's an opportunity for questions that are off the cards because otherwise they'd just let any old journalist in there. Mm.
0: It's funny when you talk about it it being scripted. It's almost, you know, there's like you could. I I read the transcript before I actually watched the um watched the interview, like the announcement. Um, just because I had access to the transcript first this morning. Yeah. And I love the I'm gonna I'm gonna not pronounce it correctly, but I do know what it is. The bar A. The yeah. where Scomo is talking about the bar A. Is it bar or bar A? I need to clarify that.
1: I actually don't know. Oh, I, should probably, um, I should probably Google I'm gonna, this. I'm gonna look it up
0: real quick. Um Oh, it's just pronounced bar apparently. Okay. All right. Um and then the first result, Scott Morrison's bar. Gaff at coronavirus press conference. Um, but, yeah, like, I love that, you know, he, he probably didn't write that script whatsoever. And he's now like, what the hell? Oh, heck? no. I've seen the Simpsons memes where Homer's outside the gym. He's like, a guy What the <laughs> hell is
1: that? A bar? Oh, a bar. <laughs> and then yeah. I love the one where it's like Homer, at the um, the bear on the tiny car. He's like, oh, the baray. <laughs>
0: Well, it's funny because isn't that Simpsons episode about him going to the ballet and yeah, the bar is like... I Someone's going to correct me because I'm going to be way off, but it's essentially, to my understanding, it's a mix of like Pilates and ballet.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like the, the bar is actually a bar that you do moves off of, whatever. I,
0: I don't know about that part, but I just know that it's something to do with... Uh, moving and flexing. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. all I know. Don't quote me on anything else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is why we run uh, like a shit talking podcast, not a. Not it's a. Not an actual one. Yeah, oh, man. It must be so stressful to run a fact checking podcast where you have to get experts in and you have to actually do research. I'm like, man, I'm exhausted doing uni and things like that. Mm-hmm. I just want to mm-hmm. get on.
1: Go
0: not... I want to just there talk was some one shit with David.
1: Like, um dr carl was on triple j and he had someone who is doing a corona podcast at the moment or something and we love capitalizing on anything what's that we
0: love capitalizing on everything
1: yeah well she like goes through all the information and reads through all the articles and like not only figures out the facts but figures out like the misinformation okay
0: I, I have to retract my statement. Then I was I was taking the piss on them for a little bit, but the fact that they actually go through all the information and make it a little more easy to digest, I can get around that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. not people yeah. just like commercializing. Com- oh, far out. Commercializing, um, a pandemic and saying, hey, let's, let's you know do this and do that. Um, yeah, but it's interesting because with this. Oh, I know so many podcasts that I follow are coming out with coronavirus special episodes, and I feel like that's exactly what we're doing right now because it's <laughs> it's it's so
1: all we talk about at the moment.
0: Yeah, literally, it's no one cares about the weather anymore. I don't I don't even know when it's going to rain next because the old bloke that I work with hasn't told me yet. <laughs> you know, it's all about oh, people are buying the toilet paper. Oh, the, the martial law is going to come in act, and the army's going to lock everything. I'm just like, calm down, mate. Tell me about the weather. Is it going to rain? <laughs> is there a bit of and hail there's, about
1: there's so many videos that I've seen of like lockdown but I don't know if it is actually lockdown like it's just a video of some people who look like their army and some people who are like just doing nothing and so the captions always oh this is what happens when you're out of isolation or something and it's like the well actually this is an army related but one of the worst ones I saw was like uh, you've probably seen it, the video of the lady at Woolies getting, like, um, arrested, and she's resisting arrest.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have seen it. And
1: they, they pair it with a video of some other random Asian woman spitting on bananas in a market that's not even Woolies. <laughs> and I've seen so many people share it. And all the comments are like, "Deport her, the dog. And I'm like, don't even know if she's not Australian. <laughs> if you had been to any Woolies, you'd know for a fact that that floor is not a Woolies. Like, every Woolies looks the same. Yeah. I've never seen that coloured Florida Woolies.
0: That's, oh. that's a really good point that you bring up because we're so uh, we're so quick to jump on things. And if someone's just done like a two-minute, you know, editing on an iPhone and they put a video of a lady getting arrested and a second video of a lady spitting on bananas. Yeah. <laughs> well, went-
1: that was the thing too. I commented on because someone shared it. And I was like, I, my comment was, good thing you peel bananas before you eat them like who cares if you spit on bananas
0: <laughs> it's almost like they have a big protective layer around them that's their own packaging
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: no way Look, it's uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there and it's um, pretty much kind of it's kind of crazy you have to be very I don't want to you know get onto the the Trump supporters uh, you know classic that's fake news. Everything is fake news. I don't want to get on that bandwagon, but in this time, because of the like the speed at which we can communicate through social media and the speed at which someone can share something without properly fact checking it, man, misinformation is getting around. Like people are thinking martial law is going to you know come into act right now. Your phone is you know tracking everywhere you go, and it's like man, I don't really have that interesting of a life. Track me if you want.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, what's the worst you can do? Like, send me targeted ads.
0: No, they already do that and it sucks. (laughs) And then I'm, the worst part is I'm kind of offended when they get it wrong. I'm like, you know me. (laughs) How did you get this wrong?
1: (laughs) Um, but see, I do the opposite. I like just assume they know me better than I know myself. I'm like, oh, okay. This (laughs) ad was obviously meant for me.
0: Man, I didn't (laughs) know I wanted that, but I, yeah, I guess so. I'll take my credit card details. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's it's interesting to see the the misinformation and you know people. I like when people uh, in person tell me, "Oh, you know, the coronavirus doesn't like this or doesn't like that. It can't survive in this." And you're like, mm, "Did you get this off Facebook or is this from like you know the the chief medical advisor of the Australian government?" Like, yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta find trustworthy sources. And I, I still remember that psych study where. Um, they gave people really awful information from a low quality source, and then a really like great information from a high quality source. And a couple of weeks,
1: oh, they forget the source.
0: Yeah, a couple of weeks later, they forget whose source was what, and then they're just like, "Oh well, they most that both information must be just like really good because I remembered it." And that's yeah, misinformation yeah. just spreads like that.
1: It's it's crazy, like. Um and you see it all the time. And like I'm I am i hundred percent do it all the time. I'll I'll start saying something and I'll go, I forget who said it. And (laughs) yeah, like so many conversations start like that. Oh, I forget who said it, but this, 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 this. And like I just saw Russell Brand like a little video came up in my targeted ads. So I must (laughs) have I just assumed it was for me and that I'm a deadbeat hippie. But (laughs) he, he was saying like Oh, I forget who said it, but blah, 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 something about meditation, like, which is a weird example because I, I remember him saying it, but I don't remember what he said, which is the exact <laughs> opposite of what we're talking about right now.
0: But you've still forgotten part of it, so I don't know, man. <laughs> like, just just call it. Um, it's uh, – I've been going down like a rabbit hole with um, – we always say – well, I mean, you say, and now I've adopted it, memes travel faster than news. Yes. And um, – a uh, my housemate has given me um, unprecedented access to uh, a, f- a dear friend of theirs, um, and essentially they just post the wildest conspiracy theories, and I just love delving, you know, and and following that rabbit hole to see what people are believing now, and and the... you know,
1: I I'm starting to endorse that because she shares all of it, and I reckon there is no way that you could actually believe all of it because there'd be some contradictions so by her sharing every part of it it's like eventually you'll see some things that are like hypocritical they don't line up every second day yeah so then you can debunk the whole lot by going oh well you know none of this lines up so maybe none of it's true so she's almost doing a service
0: that's that's actually a good way to think about i had not considered that perspective dave
1: I only just thought of it.
0: (laughs) Pulled it out of thin air, mate. Um, (laughs) But I do, it's like a, you know how people talk about trash TV as their guilty pleasure? I think delving down conspiracy holes is my guilty pleasure.
1: Ooh, yeah. It gives you that, like, spooky feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's also just, like, weirdly interesting.
1: Um, Mm.
0: But it's not something I like. To admit, it's not like I'm going to meet someone and be like, hey, I love conspiracy theories. Don't believe them, but just like going through it because it's weird and wonderful.
1: (laughs) No, it's cool. It's it's fun to entertain. Like, I know just this morning I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I don't actually know anyone with coronavirus. I've only ever heard, you know what, same as the dead dog story. I've only (laughs) ever heard friends of friends who have it or someone at uni, their student, like their tutoring and their students friend had it. I've never actually heard or known anyone to have it yet. And I know that's dangerous, but like I started like for about five minutes I started to think that maybe I was insane. (laughs) (laughs) And that it's all just yeah. Because there's so many conspiracy memes with this one. Like the whole keep you scared and obedient and all that kind of
0: crap. And like I look I made a joke while uh well, Dave and I were setting up the podcast uh, stuff today. We're currently like, Dave, you're at your house, and I'm I'm at uh, my parents' house actually today instead of mm. my own. Um, but uh, you know, I made the joke that because we've all had to adapt to like online meetings, online classes for uh, school and universities, that you know, coronavirus was essentially just made up by you know the companies that make the software that allow online meetings. Because I I'm not going to mention names. Um, but the, the one almost, that the one that we are using right now, I had not heard anything from this, and I probably never would have, unless <laughs> you know this this virus came out. Not to discredit the actual real and scary nature of of a genuine virus, but I do like taking the piss about you know mm. software coming out and just being mass implemented because well, of it.
1: I know that this software has been used for a while. Has like-
0: it? Okay. You're more ahead of the curve than me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> With like other conspiracies around this, I, um, I've i seen some wild ones specifically around coronavirus being sort of started by 5G cell towers. You know how you've got 3G and 4G, you know, services for your phones and tablets and things. Yeah. Now that 5G is implemented... There, you know, there's these whole conspiracy groups surrounding 5G is causing you cancer and it's poisoning your body. And coronavirus is the disease that is caused by this. Well, technically, coronavirus is the actual virus. COVID-19 is the disease caused by the coronavirus.
1: Oh, see, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I learned that yesterday on the uh, World Health Organization website. Did some searching when I should have been doing some uni work.
1: Because I heard a lot of, like, a lot of people have said disease, and I'm like, wait, what disease? I thought it was a virus. I don't
0: know yeah. different. Yeah,
1: no. Like, under of health professional.
0: No, no, completely fair. I had no idea until yesterday. But yeah, coronavirus is the type of virus, and then it causes a respiratory disease called COVID nineteen. Oh.
1: Okay.
0: Yes, yes, that's how it goes. Um, but I uh, speaking on the the five G cell tower. And um, coronavirus, you know, correlation. They put up some some data, and oh, holy shit! It is <laughs> some of the the greatest data that I have ever seen. And it reminds me of um, something we chatted about ages ago: those spurious correlations, where
1: yeah, um, I think so. Like there's a whole list of these random correlations that are actually quite large. Yeah. I'm thinking of the same one.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're thinking of the same one. There's one where like the number of Nicolas Cage movies made in a given year and the number of drownings in a pool. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like think two things that aren't related, I mean, at least we hope aren't related. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> but yeah. they they did occur and for a couple of year, you know, period where they've selected that data to be um there, there's a very strong correlation. Oh. So it reminds me of that because they showed a graph, uh, not a graph, a uh, map of the United States and they had the density of um, coronavirus uh, like confirmed cases per, yeah. per state. And obviously, you know, the, the bigger the uh, or the redder the color, the the more cases. And then they had a second map of the uh, United States about the cell towers uh, and well, man, if you if you you wouldn't have guessed it, but they match up pretty much dead on. Mm. If that's not you know guaranteed causation, I I know it's definitely not could causation. You,
1: could you argue that the places that need the five G towers are busier, more service and tech industry driven, and hence have more people contacting each other, uh, like physically, whereas like the Places that maybe would need less towers or few like wouldn't need the tech. Maybe they like different kinds of jobs, more like isolated jobs, yeah, not I, like workplace jobs.
0: You're, you're on the money there. It's literally just like population density and then like purpose of that area. Because mm. if it's a really dense population, people are going to be close in proximity. So they're going to spread coronavirus because it's, you know, <laughs> very... Very, um, you know, infectious. And then because there's more people living and more working in that area, of course there's going to be more 5G cell towers because people need their phones. Yeah. It's literally just population density when it comes down to it. It's not as fun as the, you know, the other spurious correlations. Um, but um, I stand corrected. I just looked up the spurious correlation. It's films Nicolas Cage appeared in and the number of people who drowned by falling into a pool. Not people that were already in a pool and then drowned. They fell in the pool and drowned because they couldn't swim. It's very specific, very niche. That is
1: very specific. That's weird.
0: But from the year 1999 all the way up until 2009, uh, it maps dead on.
1: What, like one-to-one?
0: Pretty much, one-to-one. There's only between 2004 and 2002 where it's a little bit off.
1: It's, what are the numbers like in the in the teens? Oh, like sorry, in... I just realised what
0: you said. No, not one to one. This is like uh, on the graph. It's got two different um, y axes. Yeah. And one obviously being films, okay. and one obviously being drownings. But there's, you know, say there's um, 120 drownings. There is two films that Nicolas Cage starred in. Oh,
1: okay.
0: And then when um it goes up to. One hundred and twenty-three drownings. There's four films that he starred in. So it just it just goes up and down with the rise and fall.
1: Oh, okay. Not,
0: yeah, not to one one to one. That would be ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I that would be.
0: <laughs> yeah, that I think that wouldn't be so spurious, or at least it would be, but it'd be extremely unlikely.
1: That's a lot of people falling in pools and drowning.
0: It is actually. I think that's just in the US too. Yeah, it is. It's from the CDCC, or oh, sorry, CDCP beard um have you seen the uh, the guys from Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz do their little coronavirus
1: I saw the headline <laughs>
0: <laughs> damn it dave I saw <laughs> the headline I didn't watch the thing it's like a minute long man but essentially uh it's a scene from Shaun of the Dead where they're talking about killing Shaun's stepdad um because well, he's yeah. about to become a zombie because he's been bitten and then taking his mum to safety, going to a pub, having a beer, and then waiting till this whole thing blows over. And I just yeah, want to play it. goes for a minute 40.
2: So what's the plan? Right. Call mum, make sure she's okay. If Philip has been infected, follow the NHS guidelines to the letter. Don't you want to kill him? Well, of course I want to kill him. I just can't write that. Oh. Don't go to Liz's. What if I'm horny? Well, she's my girlfriend. Alright. Grey? What do you mean, alright? Ah, yeah. I see what you're doing. I know it's 2020, but the original joke wasn't intended as homophobic. It was more a comment on the absurdity of straight male appropriation of homophobic signifiers in order to denote their aversion to emotional candidness. Do not go to the Winchester. The pub is out. Even if it's shut? Especially if it's closed. Remember what happened the last time? Yeah. He's pretending to be a zombie at this stage.
0: Spoilers. Yeah. If you
2: can, stay at home, have a cup of tea, and wait for all this to blow over. Above all, don't be a twat about things. We're all in this together. Don't be selfish. Look after each other. Give someone a call if you think they might be lonely. Okay? How are you doing? I'm running out of toilet paper. Have you got any? Uh, yes. I'm sorry, mate. I'm down to my last uh, sheet. I oh, know. You take care. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: It then sort of like zooms over and he's just got a bunch of toilet paper surrounding him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: But that, that is the guys from Hot Fuzz and uh, Shaun of the Dead essentially taking the absolute piss out of their original joke about zombies you know and apocalypses and going to the Winchester and waiting for it to blow over
1: um I've been talking to a few people about this like I think like in like 2012 and since then like shows like walking dead and La- and games like last of us and whatnot people were itching for a zombie apocalypse like people love the idea of it and instead we've got this like really slow kind of waiting in the in the pool kind of apocalypse, and it's not quite as fun. It's just kind of sad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've, I haven't considered it like that before, no. Um, <laughs> but I can see people, you know, when you play those games and you get to create, you know, create your little base, uh, you know, somewhere out in the woods or in like an abandoned prison or something, and then you're going yeah. down like the local hardware store and you're making these, you know, absolute monster weapons that are going to keep <laughs> you safe. And then your daily mission is just to, like, find petrol, food, and medicine. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, it's, yeah. We've
1: we've established pretty quickly that given any sort of apocalypse, there's going to be nothing. Someone's going to hoard it and you're going to have to, like, start breaking down people's doors to try and find it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's already kind of started with pharmacies running out of uh, Ventolin, the asthmatic medication, the the spray.
1: I, I remember I went camping just recently and, like, among other like inhaled a heap of campfire smoke and a heap of bug spray and for the few days after i was like really short of breath and couldn't breathe in that so i went to like one of those pharmacies and i got one of those Ventolin puffers i remember asking i was like do i need like a prescription for this and she was like no no it's just more expensive if you don't have a prescription the thing was like nine dollars like it's cheaper <laughs> like I, I don't know how expensive it is when you have a prescription but it was
0: like $9. funny you should say that because i had a um uh like a chest infection a couple of months ago and the even though i've never been asthmatic or at least never been severe enough to to warrant a puffer which has been pretty great um Mm. the doctor just said hey like have have a puffer it's going to help you breathe a little bit i think it might have been around the bushfires actually because i had yeah because there was a bit of smoke um you know around sort of the the suburbs that i'm in and Mm. um you know, having a chest infection and pretty pretty poor air quality was already a it was a pretty shit mix. So he gave me that yeah. one. I think it was a, I think it only brought the price down to like seven dollars or something. <laughs> but yeah. I can I can imagine that that does make a difference if someone's on um, Centrelink or uh, you know oh. Oz Study or New Start or whatever. Um, it would make a difference because every two dollars does count. But mm. yeah, in in other like when you're working, you're like, oh man, it's two dollars, like. I'm probably going to spend, (laughs) is my time going to the doctors, getting a prescription, is that worth the $2? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But also that's kind of bad that you don't need a prescription because then no wonder they're running out.
1: Yeah. Because people can just go and hoard it. Well, when she said it was going to be more expensive, I assumed it was going to be like $50 or something weird. And I mean, in, in this kind of situation, maybe it would have benefited from being so expensive that like we see, if imagine if it was fifty dollars without a prescription, and then seven dollars with a prescription. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense because you, you know, people who actually needed it could get it. Oh.
0: It's it's really interesting how um you know there are there are places doing some price increases because one they're either trying to they're trying to limit the supply, oh, sorry they're trying to yeah they're trying to limit the supply to people so people don't just hoard it and it gets sort of spread a little evenly. And then there's other people that are just trying to make the most of it and make a good old, you know, dollar from it.
1: Yeah. I think, like, the idea kind of makes sense, right? Like, if you charge double, then people who buy it, like, you could say, oh, then everyone's only going to buy one instead of two because it's the same price. But really what happens is that the people who can afford it will just buy the same amount that they were going to anyway. And then the people who could barely afford one in the first place can't afford any now.
0: Yeah, I thought uh, fuel, like, you know, fuel for your cars and bikes, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be, you know, skyrocketing. If, if apocalypse yeah. movies have ever taught me anything, fuel is, you know, worth its weight compared to gold.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I think... Um, I was wondering about that too because there was a couple of places, I think out at Toowoomba, it hit 99.9 cents per litre. That,
0: that's amazing. Yeah. I literally just paid a $1.20 like maybe two hours ago and I was like, this is the least I've paid since like maybe 2011.
1: Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know if that's a separate issue. I think that's something, wherever we get our oil from, there's a, something going on there. I honestly don't know because all I've been shown in the news lately is just corona so i've got no idea
0: (laughs) i've no idea about anything else other than uh this virus it's it's crazy hey because you go i've i've been on um a couple of different news sites just well in the last couple of days but just today and i would have to say 85 percent of all stories on the main page are corona or a like a symptom of corona like panic buying um lack of medication things like that
1: yeah, and I mean, like when that when we run out of like national news, there's some international news that about Corona anyway. Like the, I saw some of the report out by Boris Johnson. I'm like, I don't need to know this. Why? Like, how is this getting to me? <laughs> like that information is I just don't need it. But then, like I watched it so I could understand all the British memes. And it makes very <laughs> <interesting>. <laughs> it's
0: all about the memes. I I see the point in um, in understanding the UK. Uh, you know, what's going on. Because they're a little bit ahead of us because they've got um, something like 8,000 cases as we're at two, two, one, two, 2 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and we're kind of copying their model in terms of a shutdown, you know, shutdown on the hospitality uh, industry, shutdown on gatherings. Yeah. Um, but
1: it, it's weird. Like, they're ahead of us, like, in cases, but they are so far behind. Like, if you think they're doing those kind of... Um, safety measures at 8000 they probably should have been doing them at 2000
0: mm.
1: you know weeks ago they do, I, they... I feel like they've got way more people and in less of a space too
0: they have way more people in uh, in their country but it's also interesting to notice the death rate is very different compared to us you know their, oh, okay. their death rate is like 50 times higher oh shit because we've we've got what two thousand cases. My math probably doesn't check out because I'm not a mathematician.
1: No, no, it was at about two thousand. It wasn't quite at two and a half.
0: I was thinking my maths are fifty times bigger. I think that might not check out. But we'll we'll, we'll run through oh, it. No. <laughs> and if anyone wants to message me after this podcast is out, <laughs> just let me know my mistakes and fix it for me. Um, <laughs> but two thousand cases, and we've had eight or nine people, um, unfortunately, die from from the you know the disease. The COVID COVID 19. And um, the UK has 8,000 cases, so four times more, but their death toll is 50 times higher at
1: 422. Holy crap. Okay. That's really weird.
0: Is my math check out? They've got four times more.
1: 490.
0: Say that again. (laughs) I was zoned out a little bit there trying to think of my (laughs) math.
1: No, that's about right.
0: The world is ending, and I'm trying to do maths terribly. Um, but it, anyway, regardless of the maths, there is a disparity between, you know, our death rate and our mm. uh, thing I rate compared to theirs, which is is interesting. I'm not sure if they've got an older population, a more vulnerable population.
1: It could just be a time thing as well. Like they've probably had cases for a lot longer.
0: Yeah, yeah that's that's a good point, actually. The pressing point but true
1: um
0: it's it's gotten really interesting in terms of the preparation my work's still going ahead because i'm assuming i'm an essential worker um
1: but you know the rule if you're an essential worker you're an essential worker (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah um but my girlfriend and i because i i live in a house um like a share house like a I always listen to that song um, by West Theby, West The Barton, Moving Out. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, you grab your five mates. Um, I hope you're paying mates rates, that that kind of thing. Like, it's a dirt cheap <laughs> share house. But because there's six people in there, only one of us has a job at risk at this stage. Everyone else is either, you know, essential worker in some capacity because yeah. they're, you know, some sort of foundational function of society. Yeah. Um, that sounded like a brag but I promise you it wasn't. <laughs> like it actually it actually scares me that we're all essential workers because we're like a little petri dish in my house. Yeah,
1: well that's what I was going to say is that you know you guys are coming home every day after interacting with however many people that you do, let's say like between 10 and 50. Yeah. Um like coming home every day it's a it's a huge risk. Like I've been at home the last 2 or 3 days with like um, the exception of going to the shops, and today I had to go see my parents. But like, my partner works in allied health, and she sees, she would yeah, come across like fifty people a day quite easily. Yeah, and yeah. so she comes home at the end of the day, and like, you know, she's done her best to make sure that you know everything's sanitized or whatever and kept clean. But
0: just a Glen Twenty yeah. shower on entry into the house. <laughs> you got like a yeah, can yeah. in each hand.
1: But if she's like. Uh, chatting to a patient and they get a little bit too close and like spit while they talk or something, then that's come back here, you know, like it's so easy. So I can't imagine having like five or six people in that situation coming back to the house because you won't know about it for a few days. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll keep going to work and you'll infect the 50, 10 to 50 people that you interact with. Yeah.
0: And it just continues on from that. It's kind of, it's kind of scary. So that's why, um, like my, I I don't take credit for this at all. It was really my girlfriend who's. We had this whole thing because I'm, um, I'm so much, like I'm blinded by like my studies and things like that. So the world's ending around me. Everything is on fire, and I'm just like, yeah. but I still got to do my assignments, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah like th- this is the kind of uh you know stressful situation uni is putting on me and has put on me for so many years i'm just like no 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 i just do my assignment i write my words i hand it in <laughs> it doesn't matter if the world ends um
1: well with our thesis we're like um like it's a group of us um and we are essentially getting our participants to sit down in front of the computer and do a little task or whatever and, mm. um some of them do the Task by themselves some of them do it in a team and so like the university's closed of course um and we are like trying to figure out ways that these people can do this task from home and also do it as a team from home and all these other things and like i don't know i think we're taking the piss a bit like i don't think it's realistic to to try and keep this moving like so much of it just needs to be put on hold i think Like the quality of class at uni at the moment is just like it's not there like we're on zoom sessions and like as good as it is it's like there's still like lags in conversation and it's hard to you know speak up and it's just not engaging at the end of the day too like it's It's it just keeps going it just keeps going (laughs) it's like everyone just keep going
0: yeah it's interesting you say that because i've I mean, I've only had uh, one class via, you know, online meeting program stuff um, so far, and I really enjoyed it because one of the one of the ladies in the class was at home. She had a glass of wine, you know. <laughs> I I've got my nondescript alcoholic beverage um, that I didn't tell my tutor that I was drinking at the time, <laughs> um, but it was all it was all chill. It actually kind of felt easy to ask
1: questions and and oh okay why not how, how many how many people are in that session though
0: it was a very small one it was only maybe like 10 okay maybe 13
1: cuz when we have our like thesis meeting sessions there's probably 12 13 of oh, us okay and like most of us master students just don't say anything yeah. like it's, it's kind of like a meeting that you have to be there for and you kind of just watch it and, yeah, I don't know. It's a little weird, but I see the point. Like, there is that opportunity to kind of raise your hand. It's a little bit easier, and I suppose you can even message the chat as well.
0: I do like that feature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was um, it was made a little easier because one of the uh, ladies in the troop had her cat just walk apart, like walk past her camera a couple of times. Oh yeah, and then Actually, um... Yeah. <laughs> um, and then one of the guys um had his son. And his son was just like dancing around on his lap, you know, just yes. doing, yeah, had his arms in the air. And then a lot of other people in the, in the, um, the truth, I was going to say the session, but the truth, um, they were just like trying to wave at this kid <laughs> <laughs> and, and the truth probably thinking like, what, what's going on here?
1: <laughs> it's, it's cool, right? Like you get to learn so much more about the people you work or study with. Yeah. And, like, it's so crude. Like you see everyone's house and like, like I think of the old Lenny meme. It's like, please don't <laughs> tell anyone how I live. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it all—it is very interesting to see. Like, um, I had a lecture the other night with my, um, you know, professor, and I was like, oh, he must live in a mansion. He's probably on like the big boy dollars, and he just lives in a regular house. I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it it makes him a bit more it
1: reminds me of a a story with my supervisor she had one of her students um, say to her oh you know you're such a typical psychologist like you've got such a modest car and and she was actually quite offended by that she was like what do you mean I'm such a typical this I've got such a modest car I love a BMW I just don't see it as practical how dare you (laughs)
0: Um. It's uh, it is interesting though doing these, doing all these sessions um, via you know online chat, because like uh, as I was trying to say before, the my, my girlfriend takes the credit for this idea, but she's like, you live in a petri dish of a house, because yeah. of all these people coming and going. Why don't we you know, so, uh, go up to your parents, which is you know my my parents' house, and sort of lock it down there, and very fortunate that my parents have a have a room available um
1: it's it's definitely a good idea like that was something i thought about too like my parents are probably pretty at risk with this virus like Mm. um they've got pre-existing conditions and whatnot so um it's something i thought about but yeah i don't know it's it's tricky um but yeah like with like me working where i work and my partner where she works there's a There's a huge chance that one of us is going to bring home the 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 illness at one point,
0: yeah. And then,
1: well, whoever brings it home, we're going to spread it to the other side, right? Like, if she brings it home, I'm spreading it to my work. If I bring it home, she's spreading it to her work of like fifty plus people. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's true. I think if uni had finished and work was shut down, I'd probably take off back to my parents' house for a bit. Like it's a stressful time already. How are you finding it at home? Is it is there any stress or is it like back to good old times?
0: <laughs> um I I'm not having really any issue with it. My only issue is that my um like I have got a fun car and a sensible car. No. And my <laughs> and my fun car is sitting at my house while my sensible car no. is here. Yeah. And I'm like if the world's going to end, I want to be cruising down in the convertible, man.
1: Well, that's what I thought. I was like, I was when you said that. My first thought was, I assume you brought the the fun car back to your parents' house.
0: I was going to, but I only just got it working again like two days ago. So it's not the most reliable <laughs> apocalypse car. This has been another episode of Static with James and Dave. I'd like to give a big shout out to uh, Tom Tom for letting us use his music as the intro and outro. That's his song, Dirty Dozen. Check him out, Tom Tom, on Spotify, YouTube, and wherever good music is uh, sought after.
1: Love you all. See you again soon.